Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the AV Club. My guest today is a special young lad. He lives all the way down the stairs to the left. He's my roommate, Daniel Martinez. Um, you may know him. You may not. It's okay. That's the point of the show. Maybe you'll get to know some stuff about him that you didn't know before. Uh, he's an actor. We actually found that out in the show. And yeah, it was a great conversation. We talked about cameras, uh, health, fitness, marathons and just life so daniel martinez everybody enjoy i was thinking of a cool video who's that uh the sushi place um oh, that's messed up <laughs> <laughs> the one that joe rogan posted yeah because when i went down remember when i did that video or we were going to do that video um of home slice pizza when me and amy went down there uh, that night we were staying at the resort. I think you and Taylor went to go see Gabriel Iglesias. Is it Gabriel? Mm-hmm. Enrique? Enrique. Enrique. <laughs> we went down there and uh, that's when I talked to the manager and I was like, hey, you know, we're doing a video for you. I want to get some night footage. And then we walked up, like we walked up on people that were eating or just finished eating. And we're like, hey, we're doing a video. How's your experience? And they're like, oh yeah, like it's, this is a great you know, it's the best pizza in Austin kind of thing. So I told him, I kind of like mentioned that. It's like, let's do that. You know, like a pop-up shop in Austin is pretty cool. You know, get some footage of that and just kind of create like an advertising piece around it. But they saw it, like they read it. The life of a creative, they just read it. Don't mm. say anything. Well, that's what happened to me with the comedy thing. He read it and then eventually he hit me back up. He's like, you do video too? And I was like, yeah, and I sent him all the stuff. And he's like, cool, maybe in the future. And it was just, that was it. And then probably, like, it had to have been a month at least after. He was like, hey, need you to come do this for us. So That's cool. Yeah. I guess just putting your name out there, let them know you do it. Mm -hmm. And then when they need it, or they have a need, they'll they'll hit you. Yeah, he didn't pay for my parking. He said he would, and he also didn't. He said there was going to be a barbecue. Was there? No. No. (laughs) I didn't get any barbecue, bro. I was mad. I did get a Red Bull though, and I put it on his tab, so he told me to. Though, but uh-uh. yeah, I was. I should have got. Should a twelve pack. I should have got more. <laughs> yeah, I should have ordered some stuff to go. That's funny. <laughs> so the sushi place, they hit you back up, and they just saved your contact. They just said, "What's your email?" So that uh, our team can reach out to you. I don't know if that's something standard because I know like different brands, like Getaway House is one. Um, mm. What's that museum that you and Taylor went to? Wonder Space? Wonder, I hit them up and they're like, yeah, hit this up. Oh. I think they just defer you. Yeah. So that might be a thing. Well, I mean, I don't see how... I, I feel like Wonder Space isn't a good one to do because first of all, it's, it was cool. It was just small. Not very many. It looks big. It's not. It's in like a... It almost looks like a warehouse, like a one of those huge, gigantic buildings that's a warehouse that has multiple offices in it like that aquarium and so they had yeah yeah <laughs> that, like, that was the austin aquarium wasn't it yeah it was like an old big lots <laughs> exactly so it was something like that and it it was two stories but it, there wasn't very many um Ex- art pieces exhibit. exhibits exhibit pimp my ride was that exhibit <laughs> dude so one thing i wanted to we're, we're rolling by the way one thing i wanted to do 
with you is I know you don't like this and I'm going to put you on the spot right away. Oh man. Um, first of all, let me ask you this question. <laughs> how, how is work going? How is HEB? Oh, okay. HEB is, it's interesting. I'm in a cross-functional role. Mm-hmm. So what that is, is I'll jump from department to department and, uh, so I like so yesterday is like a prime example. You're like a free agent all the time. That's cool. And uh but how I started I, you know, I'd started as like part time. Mhm. And then they were scheduling me. And it was Christmas though. So like it was around Christmas time they were scheduling me 36 hours pretty much full time, which obviously you don't know. I want I don't want full time. Um and so I told them like I need 20 25 hours, you know. And so I think with that request, they've like been throwing me kind of just really random, more so random, because it was like real consistent of like just doing curbside and doing the shopping for people and delivering them to the to the cars. Mm-hmm. But like yesterday, dude, I went straight to, to like the service area. I think it's service. It's like the front end. And I was expected to be like day floor care, which pretty much means like you do bags or like you bag people or you, you're standing at the door or you're pushing carts. And so I'm like, ready for that just kind of mentally like man it's kind of going to be a little boring yeah and then immediately they're like go to grocery and then go to grocery and then i'm standing in an aisle and i'm talking to uh i can't even find grocery actually so i talked to this i forget her name but i find this dude named chris who used to work in grocery and he's like who who what are you doing like he's all confused so he calls on the like the loudspeaker he's like hey can i get an associate uh from grocery to aisle 17 and then this chick I don't even know her name. She's Amanda. like, who? who uh, no, Amanda was the one who told me to go to the oh. back. She was like, who are you? I'm like, uh, they told me to come back. And she's like, I asked for, for Adam. She was talking to Chris. I asked for Adam, not Danny. She looks at my name tag. She doesn't even know me. <laughs> and then um, she's like, and then Chris looks at me. He's like, who told you to come back here? And I'm like, Amanda. He's like, Amanda? I'm like, yeah, Amanda in the front. And he's like, hey, Amanda, do you have a walkie? And she's like, yeah, what's up? And he's like, hey, you sent Danny back here, but she needed Adam. And he's like, she's like, Adam's not here today. You get Danny. And I'm like just standing there. In the middle of the And she's like, uh, <laughs> I, I don't even. And then this dude, Scott, walks up. And he's like, hey, Danny, finish Emily's order. And I'm like, okay. How long did this take over? Like how long, how much time? A minute and take? a half. That's how quick this whole interaction was? In the aisle, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And so it's just crazy like that. Like I'm a free agent, bro. I got traded like four times right That's then. That's funny. It's a finish Dude, up. The way you described that to me the other day, I guess it was yesterday, made it sound like it was like a 30-minute event. So I was like, dang, you were just chilling in the no, aisle. Dude, I, I walked up. Amanda said, hey, clock in. I need you to go to grocery. And then they're freaking scanners, bro. Like this is sick, by the way. Your fingerprint, like you type in your number and then yeah. you, you do your fingerprint. And mm-hmm. it won't read sometimes. So they're like, rub your forehead. I'm like, what? They're like the grease from your finger. So I'm like, that's sick because everybody's like forehead grease is probably on Ooh. this thing. <laughs> Wait, so the grease from your, you need the grease or you she's don't need the she's grease? She's like, if, you're, if your finger's oily, like it reads better. Oh. So if it doesn't read, they're like, rub your finger on your forehead. Well, why don't you just go like this? That's what I'm, that's probably smart. I'm like this, touching that's everybody That's gross. Else. And you have to, oh. It's like a H-E-B. Inside S- secret? secret? Okay. Know. That's not, that's not what I, I was going to ask you about that because it's going to lead into this next thing. But, um, I know you don't like to act dude. So I want us to act out a little, um, 
right. I'll act out a scene as if, I don't know, let's say I am a customer and I'm looking for, I'm looking for the, the, what's it called? Is it the Asian section? I know there's this <laughs> international, international section. <laughs> international section. Oh, I'm looking for some specific olives, right? <laughs> that aren't in the regular olive section because they're international olives. Um, so I'll go first and then you treat me as if you would. Okay. Oh man. All right. Excuse me, sir. Yes. How can I help you? Where the, where the, I'm looking for Philippine olives. Um, the olive section, um, oh yeah, I have a phone. Uh, the olive section, um, I know it's, it's, Phil- I'm not really Philippine sure. Philippine olives. I know that, that, uh, okay, here, follow me. And then we'll walk. Okay. Um, as you hear, you can see soy sauce. Um, you can see. Soy sauce. <laughs> Wasabi. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> well, this is an international section. What does that have to do with me? <laughs> Well, ma'am, <laughs> well, I'm looking for Filipino olives, and you, I'm just going off of the name. I'm of Korean. Well, I'm not saying. <laughs> well, ma'am, I can help. I can find somebody else to help um, that, that knows. Let me find Gene. Gene knows. He stocks the shelves um, during the daytime, so let me find Gene um, if you want to follow me. <laughs> Very good. Very good. You passed that test. I didn't think you were going to pass it. Dude, a lot of the time, You bro, fumbled, Bo. People, you fumbled the ball right there. People ask, bro. Like, I'm kind of new. Like, I'm three weeks deep. And they're like, hey, sir, um, uh, where's the corned hash? I'm like... <laughs> you ever had corned I'm like, hash? you doing drones? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. No, I'm like, dude, I have no clue. So it's always like I'm trying to... You don't want to be like, Psh. I don't know. Yeah, you got to at least I'm stall like, a little oh, bit. sir. Um, this is like real. Sir... You know, I saw them the other day. I think they're on, um, and I'm looking for like another person. You're looking for like, a sign. Um, Andre will know. Andre, and then I'll get Andre That's or somebody. Funny. Is he more experienced? Heck yeah, Andre. Okay. He knows what's up. He's and a vet. Michelle too. He's a vet in the, in the And then I'll game. be, I'll be like, sorry, sir. I, and I'll act like I'm, because I don't know yet. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> dude, one thing I really wanted to like bring out was the fact that you. So you're probably most known for your camera and uh your videos and photos Mm -hmm. first of all which one of those do you like better because that's something that i thought i knew but i don't think i do know so i'm genuinely curious as to which one you prefer i don't know dude i about two months ago i'd probably be like yeah video Hmm. there's something i enjoy the most but uh like it's like you're I don't know, dude. It's like uh, photos is what got me into it. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of hard to to not enjoy that, like at the end of the day, a little bit more. And I think, honestly, bro, like, and it's it's kind of like a spoiled thing to say, but working on like a computer, like a, a laptop that's laggy um, and, you know, you're throwing your photos in Lightroom and it's laggy and you can't do brushes and you can't like import and feel like you can totally just like, get through a session without your computer kind of like holding That's, you back. Yeah. It's kind of helped like, you know, real blessed with a great computer now to where it won't lag. I can brush and just do anything really with mm-hmm. the pictures and, and like even just throw them into Photoshop and throw them back in. 
Like, I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah. But it's real, like, it's, yeah. It's seamless now. And so doing that, and then, um, I don't know. Also, like, photos is very, it's not immediate, right? Like, there's a process with it. Mm-hmm. Just like, just like video. There's a process, and they're very different. People think, like, kind of similar. Um, but kind of dumbing down the process for me. Like, because you know a new system I'm doing, right? I'll take photos, send them, send the raws, get a specific number, get them back, and then have, like, a specific goal it helps mm. me power through it and it it almost becomes more enjoyable rather than like broadly saying i need to eat better i need to like be more healthy if you actually kind of have like a way of doing it yeah it like doesn't seem as overwhelming more specific and more yeah, yeah. then you kind of dumb it down and it becomes more enjoyable but dude like it kind of depends on the day because sometimes i'm like man i really want to make a film like I have video concepts in my head. I'm like, I want to do that, you know, and, and I love throwing the cinematic bars on it and mm. making it look crazy because video is something that not a lot of people can really do right or at least like high quality. I'd agree. I'd agree. And it's something I kind of take pride in. Like, you know, I'm not perf- like the most experienced and I don't have the best. I have great gear, but I don't have the best gear in the world, but mm. I understand the science behind everything and end result it's dope so i don't know man kind of at the end of the day i probably photos is like a little bit ahead a little closer to your heart and i have more work with that too like i have a bigger portfolio with it yeah you do um but yeah bro like and the interaction's a little bit more uh i guess you could say like up my alley because it's just it's chill Mm -hmm. you just hang out with people and take photos and you know like there's a misconception that it's like, you know, photo shoot, it's a big deal. Like photo shoot is important. You got to get ready for it. It's kind of, you build up to it. It's yeah. an important day. But at the end of the day, like during the shoot, you're just talking, you're hanging out. The only time they're not talking is when they're smiling and then you reposition them, you know. At least, at least for the good photographers, right? That's what I should, yeah. should feel like. Yeah. You should not feel super pressured during, it should be like a, yeah. like build up and then it's really fun and really chill. And then you get even more excited when you get the photos. Yeah. That's like my goal. Yeah. Well, coming from, cause I'm a photographer too and not near as experienced as you. And oddly enough, like definitely haven't done as many portraits as you, just people. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done it randomly mm-hmm. was a real estate photographer for a full year mm-hmm. plus. That was kind of a, I never thought I would do that. It was kind of crazy, but something I know nothing about. Yeah. But, uh, just don't try to, you know, don't disrespect me on that. Okay. <laughs> but I know the process I've had portrait shoots before with people and it's a little nerve wracking, especially when yeah, you're so like new as a photographer, this is a photographer's point of, of view. It's like, you gotta, you really have to know like yeah, everything. You have to know everything. You have to know the poses. You have to know how to like lighten the mood to make somebody feel more comfortable. You have to know mm-hmm. how to talk to them just to be a kind person. Mm-hmm. And then you have to know your settings on your camera. Like if it's a cloudy day, yeah, you just know what to put. If it's a sunny day, you have to know what to put. If you're, you know, if there's a harsh light, you have to either know to change the angle or you know angles too, like poses. Yeah. It's a lot that goes into it, man. So it's, because well, bro, like, think of like a restaurant. You have someone taking the order. You have somebody cooking the order, mm-hmm. getting the food ready. Someone probably taking it too. Like this is, like, I imagine like Chick Fil A, right? You have somebody greeting you. And then people are running around, placing stuff, making sure everything's like in the right order. And then you have somebody actually cooking all the stuff. And then you have the people in, like interacting. 
and you have people working drive through like that's a photographer everything is within that mm. you have to talk to the client book the client make sure they're comfortable answer their questions before the shoot what do i wear you know kind of guide them then you get there and then it really starts because you have to greet them let them know help them feel comfortable all all the while behind the curtain you're like cooking the food i gotta make i gotta make sure that this food is good like i gotta make sure i know even how to cook it right right and then it even extends past that because chewing the food chewing the food like a bird feeding it to the client yeah no bro like but you get what I'm saying. Like yeah, you, I do. you wear a lot of hats. You do. And you wear you literally wear all the hats except for this person that's in the picture. Even sometimes that because you have to mm-hmm. like show an example with poses and smiles. And but stuff. what helps is having people come with, right? Whether it's like an assistant on your end or a friend on their end, and that's something I would tell anybody that is like either getting a like a photo shoot done or taking a photo shoot. Yeah. So like a creative that is like looking to do more portraits mm-hmm. or someone that is like real nervous about their shoot. Cause when you have a guest and this is certain photographers, right? I would say like, make sure your, your subjects have guests with them on um, like, cause Millie, I don't, some people don't. Cause I like, I don't think Millie likes that. Yeah. I do. Like I, it's just preference. Cause I'm like, Come, you can help carry the stuff, like carry water for them, because you know you give them a water, make sure they're comfortable, and then they help kind of help lighten the mood, because it's not just like you and someone else, and you're holding up this. Oh shit, you're holding Dude. up. Sorry, you're holding up this box. In we gotta front start of, like, over. We gotta start over. No, you're holding up the box. Yeah, the camera. You're holding up this like intimidating piece of equipment in front of their face and they're right. nervous and their friend can help them feel more calm. Yeah. But at the same time, it's helping you feel calm because they're feeling calm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it kind of lightens your load a little bit. Yeah. Do you, do you, whenever you go out to, okay, so it's different for portraits because it depends on where you are. Like, let's say you're a Georgetown photographer. Mm-hmm. You always take your clients to Georgetown. So you know the area, you kind of know the spots. Of course, mm-hmm. there's going to be small changes in like poses or, of course, the, the weather, you can't always control the weather. Yeah. But for the most part, you know where you're going to shoot and you know what the out the end goal is going to look like. You know what it's going to look like mm-hmm. at the end. But when it comes to like your uh, light, uh, light trails, mm-hmm. so like long the, exposures, yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you envision any of the photos? Because you have a ton of photos on in that category too. So do you have any sort of idea what it's going to look like before you get there or while you're at the, so let's say you, let's say you go to downtown Georgetown, you never shot uh, mm-hmm. long exposures there before. Um, what do you have any idea of like what you're looking for? Or like at the end of the day, what, what you're going to come out with, or is it just kind of like random when you get there, you're like, Oh, I'll, I think that looks cool. I think I can make something out of that. And then you try it. I think like 75% of the time I know what's up. Like yeah. I know where I'm <clears throat> going towards i'll drop a pin or like when we used to live far i try to drop two or three right. pins and know like where i'm going and know the landmark that i'm doing or gonna shoot um so 75 percent of the time i kind of know like okay i want to get this shot um like for instance when i i took a picture of um laced and found jay jay's laced and found um Go ahead. Uh, go ahead and meal. shout them out. Yeah, Laced and found dopest uh, 
dopest graffiti artist in Austin. Probably in Texas. I think in Texas. Because I, I just, you know, I have that connection with him. Do work with him. Um, Layston found graffiti murals. Him and Ricky kill it. Um, Jay and Ricky. But I uh, went and shot Jay's um, mural of Ice Cube in East Austin. And I'm like, I have, I kind of have an idea, right? Like I want to get close up to it and mm -hmm. I want to make sure and show the mural off. But at night, right? Like it's kind of hard to, like if I want to just show the mural, I just go in the day. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, okay, uh, I see that it's, it's on this wall or I look at, this is actually the story behind that. I'm like, I look at the gas station on Google maps cause he sends me the, the address. I'm like, okay, based on just like common, like common sense, it's probably on this wall. Right. So it's probably facing this way and there's a street right there. Cool. So in my head, I'm like wall here, camera either here, here, here with, you know, cars, hopefully kind of a busy street. And it was on a night where it wasn't that busy. Right. So I only had like, I didn't want to stay there for hours. Right. So I probably stayed for 30 minutes and I had like eight opportunities to get it because cars are coming by and then yeah. it's dead. Cars are coming by and then it's dead. And so that one I had it like in my head, I'm like, I want to want to have it and I want light trails to be under it. I don't want it to cut it off. Yeah. Um, and then I just got different angles and then chose the best one. So 75% of the time, I would say that I do have an understanding of what I want to get. Twenty, The other 25% of the time, I'm like, let's just like, let's just go get it. Right. Like, let's just go take photos like the open sign. Yeah. That was just. I needed that therapy and I was like, I'm just going to go down there. I'm just going to go down to Belton, put in my AirPods and try to get some cool stuff. Yeah. And had no like, and that was kind of more of a challenge because, you know, like sometimes you just, I just needed to get out. I thought I was just going to get a bunch of just nothing and I just needed to kind of walk around and just right. get my mind off school or whatever I was going through at the time. Um, and then I uh, just kind of challenging like too, like, oh, let's see if I can get something downtown Belton, you know, it's dead. No, no one's ever there, you know, past nine. Right. Um, and then ended up getting like that cool. One of your favorite shots. I'd say, yeah, three shots that I, four kind of, kind of four that, you know, like are really dope. And then my favorite shot ever. So 75% of the time I'd say like, I know what I'm getting. It's just like a, you know, not like a portrait shoot, but you know, the goal. Mm -hmm. And then the other times it's, let's see what kind of shit I can get. Like, yeah. let's see what, see what kind of stuff if I can get some crazy art pieces and just be creative. Right. Um, yeah. See, that's cool. That's not, I don't do that. I, depending on the shoot for the most part, like, um, I think I'd say uh, most of my photos besides the one on the wall right there. Um, and I think a handful of others, usually I go and I'm like, okay, let's just, I'm just going to get out of my head. I don't want to go in with any expectations. Mm -hmm. I do want to come back with photos to edit and like to, to get and to keep that I like, but I don't have any like expectations. Like I'm not like, okay, I'm looking for this specific shot and I have to get it. I'm like, yeah. let's see what's around and let's work with what we have. And then we'll see what happens. Like, cause sometimes I've come back empty handed and like, mm -hmm. of course I'm not as experienced as you. It's tough. It is tough. Especially when it's dark and then you're looking at this little screen, right? You, you, you wait, depending on how dark it is or where you are, you wait 30 seconds, mm -hmm. you know, close to 30 seconds or a little bit less, whatever you're doing, your settings mm -hmm. are, but you're waiting all this time and it's like 30 seconds doesn't seem like much, but when you're waiting 30 seconds for one photo, mm -hmm. it's a lot because usually it's like, 
and you could take like 30 photos, you know, like you have you more chances it. at it. Exactly. So like, I don't ever go with a thought that I'm going to get this certain photo because mm -hmm. I just, it's just not how my brain works. I don't think like, okay, yeah, it's not, definitely not in photos. Video is a little different video. It's a little different. Cause I'm like, okay, I kind of have an idea of what I want this in goal to look like. And so the shots that I'm going to need are going to look something like this. It's, it's a little more structured, but a little like, yeah, still not hundred percent. Like there's not an in goal picture to my head already. Yeah. I, but dude, if I'm being honest, even when I'm like, <clears throat> even when I'm just going out there, like doing this for like no comp like no goal no mm -hmm. like picture in my head there are still images like in my head i'm like oh like if i could find something like this because bro like i see in frames yeah like i see like if i i can see you not like uh you know like literally but in my in my head i can see how it would look if i was taking a portrait of you like right now like i know that this would be blurry and i know that this would look kind of cool and if i scoot more this way it's gonna look you know, it's going to be bulked out and it's going to be a little object. It's going to be a lot of depth. That's not cool. going to be able to, I know I want to cut like the thermostat off over there on this left frame. Like I see in that all the time. Yeah. And so like, that's a, one of the dopest pictures I've seen. And I think it's one of your best ones. I think, I mean, it's, and so I just had a shoot there, right? We went down downtown Austin and I know that like, I, I knew the shot that I wanted to get before i even like went down was even yeah there. i'm like i need a shot with that and like the left and i need her full body like in the middle of the street kind of and i just i can see it and yeah. then it's a matter of figuring it out and placing yeah. and saying okay now we need to scoot a little bit more this way mm -hmm. let's wait for these cars to go by jump in the street bam and then i get it but then in result you end up getting like five that you didn't see in right. your head before but yeah. I would say every shoot with a person, I'm like, there's at least one or two that I know that I'm going to get. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I don't see that 35 probably helps you out a ton because it is harder to do that when you have a 50 because it's, you only have so much to work with in terms of like yeah. what's the in background. the frame and the background. Yeah. Like yeah. with that 35, you got that girl, her whole body in the frame plus that whole paramount sign. Yeah. Which was, it's all, it was cool. It was a good picture. I read a cool, um, like a review. Or I, I didn't read it. I read a comment that kind of summarized it. Yeah. You said 35 shows more of the, like the 35 shows environment, 50 millimeter shows like an environment and person equally. And 85 is just about the person. Hmm. And so I was like, hmm. And that was after I had bought this. The 35 is, I think it works perfectly for you. It's harder though, because you you're challenged more because you're, you're, you're working a, with more. Yeah, you have to show more. And so yeah. You, you can't really show a bunch of... Boring. It can't be boring. can't be boring. You got to be more creative. And that's, I mean, at the end of the, end of the day, like that's the goal is to be the most creative photographer. A lot of people can throw on an 85 and get a cool shot of somebody. Somebody's face, right? But you push yourself and like have to put a make sure the fit looks good, make sure it's flattering, make sure the way they're standing is flattering. Yeah, that's what helps with good models too. But right, you yeah. know, it takes somebody that just wants to be confident. You have to put that hat on and yeah, take over. But dude, dude, it's been cool seeing you like come from a Rebel T six and not really like even having a camera bag for it. Yeah, and like. The first shoot we had, bro, like different person. You know, mm -hmm. we had shaved heads and everything. And True that, bro. I came from the mud. 
I came straight from the mud, bro. And seeing like you know, all the, seeing the setup, like it's, it's really cool. Like it's, you know, it's a trajectory that is only going upward, and so, it's dope. Like, it's easy to kind of see it as like, okay, got one more thing, one more thing, and now we're here. But like, kind of stopping and looking back, it's like, you've come a long way. So yeah. have I. Um, well, not as far as me, but yeah. But it's cool bro like it's i don't know but it's something that isn't surprising to me i think that's probably why i don't like stopping my tracks every time like something's made it's because like it doesn't surprise me right because like i i I feel like that too i feel like every time we either of us even my brother included we do a good um we create a piece of content that is good right yeah i feel like it's expected of us because we're like everything we do is just improves every time. And so <laughs> if it didn't improve, then what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? Hey, uh, we're going to take a quick break real quick. Right on. Yeah, bro. But I've improved way more than you. It's where we left off kind of, but yeah, that's not true, bro. Just shut up. Photography is subjective, bro. But videos are facts. <laughs> videos are factual. Just like jokes, right? I guess. <laughs> That was a sharp whistle. <laughs> what what is your what is your okay, something I don't know about. So You don't know you, you know, know everything about me, bro. That's not true, bro. What's your middle name? Come on, man. You know I don't like my middle name, bro. Well, do you have one? Unknown. Let's talk about that. Okay. What is that? What is unknown? Why why did you just say that? <laughs> okay, so as you know, as some of the listeners may know, I started freelancing uh, around September and branded myself as Danny Martinez Media, right? Very straightforward. Who is he and what does he do? But it just wasn't, I wasn't passionate about it. Like the logo's dope. Paige did a great job with branding that. But it's just not passionate. Like at the end of the day, it's like, oh, like Danny Martinez Media, and I'm not hating on anybody that is, you know, their name Media, but I'm just not passionate. I don't see it's very creative. <laughs> like okay. Aaron Via Media fits, but it doesn't really kind of. I wouldn't say that it's intriguing, right? Right. Because you're asking me, and will I tell you? Yeah, here I didn't it is. Ask you. But <laughs> no, dude. Like, so what it is? I think you actually told me it did. It was intriguing. I was intrigued by because yeah. you're my, well. Okay, pause real quick. Dude, first of all, if you're going to be a media company, yeah. you can't really beat around the bush with that. You could say productions, yeah, but then that entails a lot more than just media. Yeah. And, or you could say, you know, Aaron Via photos and video, right? That mm-hmm. sounds worse than media. Media is overplayed, overused, but it's like really straightforward to the point whenever it comes down to like getting yeah. a wedding or like. But that's the freelance side of it. That's or the even the business side of it. That's not the yeah. That's not the passion side of it. Like, cause you're first of all, you're if you're doing this, the chances of you having the passion of doing photos and video are high, right? Like you're yeah. not gonna you're not gonna enter the media world and not love photos or videos. Yeah. At least enough to do it to make money, right? So like it just felt like it put me in a box though. Right. Okay. Because I wanna make I wanna end up having clothes and selling T shirts and selling prints and you know doing podcasts and doing creative workshops and it's kind of like the passion i want to help people right so all this like different things i'm like well danny martinez media just seems like a means to an end you know make 
make money doing photo and video. And I'm like, well, and I just wasn't passionate about it, dude. Wasn't pushing it when people would ask, like, it seemed like I'm trying to push a company rather than kind of just push like a freelance operation that can kind of adapt to anything. And so Mm. then that's when the unknowns, like that seed got planted in my head was when we were trying to, you know, trying anything to get started and doing our thing, you know, before this was an idea before, you know, my rebrand and even felt like before we, I was even kind of doing work in the end of 2020. Yeah. And so because now that I'm, I'm trying to brand myself as Danny unknown. So hopefully, you know, two years down the line, people know me as, you know, of course, you know, Daniel, Daniel Martinez, Danny from UMHB, whatever people will know me as Danny unknown, like the photo dude that comes and kills the scene. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I want to end up doing. Kind of the inspiration behind that is of course the unknowns is a passion of mine that I'm building up, um, branding for and ideas and kind of a structure for a creative group. Right. To just kind of get rid of the tension. I think that exists within different photo, like photo and video people like a competition, right? Because at the end of the day, like, we have each other to relate with and that's about it. Right. No one really understands the shit we go through, except people that go through that same shit. Like, you know, you understand that feeling of a photo shoot that you've been wanting. And then it's the day of the photo shoot and you feel weirdly nervous about it. Yeah. And you kind of don't want to do it. And if they reschedule, you're kind of okay with that. Why is that? Right. You can't break that down with someone that doesn't ever experience that. Right. right? Cause then they're like, well, you're just, it's just right for you when you know it is right. Right. And so there's different things like that, that I think that we understand, but because of competition, we end up being on islands and then you get photographers that become egotistical and all about themselves and super cynical about their product and they can't take any criticism and they don't want to teach. Mm -hmm. And then you have people more so in my boat and kind of more the passion behind it who feel like their work is inadequate. They feel like they suck. No one's hitting them up. And then you get depressed and then you're struggling and then you're sad and then you don't want to do any shoots. And why is that? And then you feel isolated because no other creatives, everyone's trying to operate independently when I don't think that has to be that way. Right? Like I push like Kimon is in Austin. Right? So I push his work all the time. He's in my area kind of like we're, we're far enough to where like geographically we're not in the same, like, you know, radius, but he's shooting kind of, people that I want to shoot and I want to get into that game. But just because I want to get into it doesn't mean I have to have this competition with them. We could still play COD. We could still be friends. He could still be in some of my shoots and act as an actor and a model. And I can still push his work because someone may want his work instead of mine. And that's okay. Right. Art is subjective. Mm -hmm. That's okay. If we're like pushing like electrical services, that's a little different, but this is like, even if I reach a clientele, they may not like my work. Yeah. And so then that person is, doesn't have a photographer when in reality, like the goal behind our craft should be to actually make dope products for people, whether that's you or me or Kimon or Millie or anybody, like that should be the goal. Right. Right. And so that's like the, the passion behind the unknowns is to link these people and the name unknown, Danny unknown is because when you pick up a camera, you sacrifice that kind of chance of being known right? You're behind it. You're making other people know. If I take right. a picture of you, I'm taking a picture of you, right. pushing it out. And if I'm, if you have a business, I'm telling the story of you. Right. It's like, it's like yeah. you post a picture on your social media. Mm-hmm. 
the person in the picture is the one getting the likes, not the person who took it, right? That's yeah. like the whole premise. Like, that's what it is. Yeah, because think about how many people you have you've taken pictures of that have posted that photo you took of them. Yeah, and like, sure they tag you, but at the end of the day, it's about the person in the photo, not behind the camera. Yep. So your yep. your platform is to not necessarily reverse those roles, but to put more of a spotlight on the mm-hmm. people behind the camera. Yeah, I mean. That's why I think it's very different from like vloggers and I guess YouTube creatives. Yeah. Like these people, you know, are dope and talented and they're very good, but people know Peter McKinnon because of him, right? Like, mm-hmm. I know his work and his work is dope and it looks dope, but like he's, he's the brand. And Danny Unknown isn't, I don't want to become famous with that. I want to be referred to as that and branded as that. Because I want people to know the unknowns and I want them to know that like Danny unknown, that's I'm branded like equally with that. And I want to be on the same page Um, just because bro, like I'm kind of okay with not being in front. I'm actually very uncomfortable in front of the camera. Mm. I don't like it. Um, And so it's kind of like easy for me to be unknown in that sense. And then, um, yeah, like that's, that's the whole idea behind it. I want to make a creative group. The unknowns um that that helps each other but then at the end of the day helps nonprofits and helps youth right helps the photographer and or the kid that wants to be a photographer in high school and he only has his phone and he thinks he can't do it and then you have someone like him on taking photos on their phone and could put up a workshop on how to edit those to be up to par yeah. and take you know because like that's just stuff people don't think about i didn't think about it i thought i had to get a three thousand dollar camera right off the bat when in reality the camera i started with that got me into this game was like 150 bucks on ebay i had no clue i only knew that because of unk and there's how many other people are out there that have no clue mm-hmm. that may be a creative group that have influence right That's me true. you came all these people Very can true. like educate and let people know like you don't need a bunch of stuff yeah you're probably better off if you don't have a bunch of stuff at the start how many people do we know that get into like a certain craft buy all the best stuff and then they're done with it four months later rather than someone starting from with nothing and they end up yeah. making it. And that's that's advice I give my brother. Like he's trying to get into the mm-hmm. camera game and he's doing great and he's got this camera he saved up for uh it's probably less than a thousand dollars for his camera. Mm-hmm. I think his whole kit, his whole camera get kit with all the lenses and stuff is probably and a little over a thousand dollars, right? And so yeah. um he he wants to get things that he knows can help him improve Mm -hmm. and so being in because i've already gone through that right i have had a bad camera and i thought i needed a better one to be better Mm -hmm. but that's not even the case like whenever i got this more expensive camera i was like man this is really cool but Mm -hmm. now that i know like how to use it how to use a camera in general i i probably could have done way better with the camera i had yeah and it's it's like you know you you need to learn to the max how to use the equipment you have before mm-hmm. you even think about getting a new whatever yeah. unless it's like so a goal of mine for 2020 starting in like september ish was to not get any more gear unless i came in came in contact or came in encountered a yeah. situation where i needed a specific piece of equipment more than like once or twice right like if i had, like say i had to rent some sort of lens or something yeah well if you rent it twice you might as well buy it depending on how expensive it is right yeah. like because you're just gonna spend half that anyways on it and then you'll make hopefully make it back and so my just my advice is to not 
do that because it's not always necessary. Like if you if you can rent for one shoot, then do it because you may not need it for the next. Or like just if you could fully do everything and you've maxed out your potential and the capacity you you, you use your own gear with, mm-hmm. then it's like there's no point in, in getting a new one until you're at that point. In my opinion, yeah. so yeah, I agree, hundred yeah. percent, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd yeah. be better off if we didn't have so many options. Yeah, and that's, that's yeah. Go ahead. I was just gonna say like that. Yeah, me too. That's a. That's something I think is like applies to to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Like, how many diets are there? How many? You know, there's so many op- diets, workouts. If you want to get healthy, right? Like I work at HEB part time, right? So I look at how many options there are. There's so many options in the world for us to do anything. Mm-hmm. And so when you're working on something and it gets tough, you think if you have you know another option to to add something in or just change out entirely you think that's going to help you get you better get through something better easier you do you know certain keto diet well maybe that won't work that's hard so you know i think i can do the carnivore that makes sense a carnivore diet is harder i think i can do you know a paleo oh i maybe i should And, and it's just you have a lot of options which is good because a lot of people can you know go to different areas but Speaking like specifically with cameras, like as you know, bro, when we were shopping for ca- new cameras, when we, you know, kind of maxed out, or you needed a camera, you didn't even have one because you sold yours. Yeah. And for me, I knew I needed <laughs> something that I don't know, dude. I kind of, kind of wanted. I just wanted a new one because that one. Just you did. Wasn't, I just didn't like it. I you didn't, did want a new I didn't one. Enjoy it, which is important too. Like you should like your gear. You shouldn't just be stuck with bad gear because. You think that you have to hustle that way, but there's a weird. There's a weird. I mean, I, I mean, if you can afford to get a new one and you don't like what you have, then sure. But yeah. it's not going to make you better. Yeah, that's not the difference maker. It's it's the it's like, honestly the consistency and the the reps you put in with it. And because there's a video, better full time filmmaker. You know that dude? Yeah, he has like his old brand. And he has people that work for him, mm-hmm. and he had this you know a vet in the game use like a very basic camera, and then he had an intern use a red camera. It's like a eight hundred dollar setup versus like a I think it was like fifteen grand. And who do you think won, bro? The vet, like the veteran in the game, did just because he knows he knows more knowledge, right? He knows how to color grade better. He knows how to shoot better. He knows whatever, whatever. Right. And so at the end of the day, it is your reps. It's not your your gear. The gear helps, and and but it's not. I don't think it's gonna like take you to the to the next level like you think it is. <laughs> Like, yeah, I agree. It's just um, a little off topic here, but what is your? I know all these things, bro. Yeah, no. we're roommates. Mm-hmm. We're part-time lovers. <laughs> we're full-time roommates, and so mm-hmm. I know everything there is to know about you. But I want to know what you, what your fitness uh, journey. I guess you could say. Let's start with quarantine. Let's start with the the running, and then let's start, okay. and let's get into now, and then let's get into what you want to do in the future. So I'll kind of lead it into it, but okay. we, I, I don't remember when it was, was it April, March, sometime during the, the beginning of the pandemic, we were, we were working out with kettlebells only because we didn't have any other equipment to use. Our gym and our apartment was shut down and mm-hmm. even our gym and our apartment didn't have any weights really, it was just machines. So we were just strictly kettlebell, right? Yeah. We were thick boys, not really a hundred percent muscle. 
I would say we were like 40%. We were like thick and not all, not the best way I would say. And then yeah, we started running a mile and a half. Well, it was 1. really, 4. it was 1.4, <laughs> one mile in a, in a fourth of a mile, right? No, two, no that's not right. 1.4. It was like 1.4. 1.4 miles okay so a little under a mile and a half and um so dumb bro well well it was i mean it it wasn't it wasn't because we had a start point we had an end point that was a perfect like it was a perfect lap right we'd run up a huge hill run around the church run down the hill and end right where we started and then your dumb friend adrian started coming (laughs) over now my friend too great guy he's he was, he's a runner. He's a try. He's a beast. He's a beast. He's a, he's done, I think six or seven marathons. He's done seven official, uh, seven official marathons. He's done, uh, one, I think half Ironman, which is mm-hmm. insane. No, I think he's done multiple half Ironmans, I believe. Okay. Multiple Ironmans, half Ironmans. So he's a triathlete and he's, he's just a killer on the, in the endurance sports. Yeah. And so he slowly got us into running he said, why don't you guys just run a little further down? It'll be a mile and a half. Yeah. Yep. He said, I, I don't know. <laughs> we're like, oh, I guess that would, okay, yeah, that's like, it would make it, makes sense. 1.5, nobody ever runs 1.4 miles, <laughs> you know. Hey, what's your 1.4 time? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, you know, running's usually in halves or fulls, like a half a mile or a full mile, right? It's like. I guess it's, it's, dumb, honest, it's a marathon. Unless you're doing like the metric system. Yeah. But anyways, so we started training. We signed up for this marathon because he was like, hey, hey, he was like, hey. <laughs> just he was like, listen, guys, you can do it. Just sign up. And we were like, OK, sure. We got nothing else going on. We were, we literally only go to work and back and then play Call of Duty. And you then, remember what started it, though? Woods, it was overcast and it was kind of raining that day. Yeah. And we were like, dude, let's get, let's go crazy. Let's do three. Let's try to do three miles. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And then we did three. We we're like, wow, that started felt, raining too, right? That felt awesome. Was, you know, this, that was a good, that was a good run. Then I remember you went to Dallas mm-hmm. with the, yeah, you had a job up there in Dallas. And then um, I, Adrian stayed for like three or four more days. I think he felt more like willing to stay because you it wasn't like a cramped apartment, right? And then uh, every morning he would be like, "Let's run, let's run." So I'm like, "Okay, cool, let's run." Ran like two miles, and he would go run three more after, and I'd be kind of annoyed at that. And then we ran three, and then it built up to four. And then when you came back, I'm like, "Bro, you got to run with us." Like running with Adrian's cool. He talks, blah blah blah. And then that's kind of what got us going. I think the day we decided to run it was, remember my PS4 broke? And then we went and got it. Was that the day? Yeah. Because we drove to Cedar Park. No. we couldn't find him. It wasn't the day of because Adrian wasn't there the day we signed up. We signed up on our computers. It was like at night. It must have been that day we were talking about that we decided we were going to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Huh? <laughs> anyway, we signed up. <laughs> we signed up. And then what happened from there? Adrian put us on a training program, essentially. Uh, one that I guess he took in school. He took a running class school. They had a training marathon running program. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we did that. And, you know, it's like a consistent amount of steady miles during the week. 
at different paces. You have your, like your, your days where you push, the days where you're at your normal race mm-hmm. speed, uh, and then days you would go slower than that, and then days you would yeah. go like intervals or you'd go fast, slow, fast, slow. And then on the, every single weekend, it was a long run. And so um, the long runs increased from five miles. And I think the very last long run that was on there was a 20 mile run. Mm-hmm. And so every week, like we would go from doing, you know, anywhere from two to three miles during the week to doing like, you know, four to eight during the week in that 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 on the weekends. Yeah. And so it was tough. And so what, I mean, what did you, you liked it. Obviously you loved it. Like, yeah, I was going through, I wouldn't say like a horrible time, but, uh, when we started running, it didn't start with like, I want to run a marathon. Mm. It more so was like, I just need mental clarity. I'm not creating, um, this one we lived in Marble Falls. So I wasn't taking photos of people. I wasn't really pushing that creativity and, and doing that. I was playing call of duty and, and, and working, um, and I just needed like a mental break cause kettlebells are cool. I love them still. And you're pushing through, you're listening to music and you're just kind of gritting it out. There's really not much thinking time. Mm. And I remember running and being like running without music, especially with Adrian. Cause I, we started running with music and we'd run and I even, you know, got the watch to, I could have music on it. And then running with Adrian, you just talk about life. And then when Adrian couldn't be there or you couldn't be there and we couldn't run, you're just thinking, you're just thinking through. And you're almost like having to be very honest with yourself during those thoughts. Cause you're like worrying about your breath. You're worrying about your stride. But then once you get in that zone, you know, your fitness level gets to a certain point. And that wasn't of course, like week two, that was probably week five mm-hmm. where you're not really worrying about these things as much, you know, they, they come in waves and just having to think about it. And so, um, I enjoyed it because it was just a lot of, there was a lot of thinking. And then with every increase in the long run, it was like a level up, like mm-hmm. a video game, like a le- next level gets harder. So how are you going to think through this? You have to prepare. And there's times where you, you fail and, and you get your ass kicked and you get humbled. And then that next week you're like, okay, kick it in. Like you start, start now. It starts on, on Monday where, how you're going to run on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And, um, just kind of that challenge of, Cause you know, bro, like you ran with us, anybody that's ran a marathon, if you don't run Monday through Thursday, you try to run Saturday, you're going to get your ass beat down. Like, and even if you run Monday through Thursday and you're on Saturday, you still might get like, like beat up and you might suck. Yeah. There's no, there's really no guarantee, right? Yeah. But, but if you do focus in on Monday through, it's like the most accountability because Mm -hmm. you can't take it. You can take a day off, right? If your body tells you and you're hurting and whatnot, but you have to really be sharp all of the time you know, and it, and it, that's probably the healthiest lifestyle I've lived is like, you know, you're carving up and you're trying, I was trying to eat more food cause I'm dropping weight and losing muscle and whatnot. But you know, it's like if we're running in the morning and we're up playing cod. I can't just have a whole bag of Cheetos cause I know that I'm going to be affected by that in the morning. Um, and I found that a struggle outside of running. Like now I don't have that accountability as much until, you know, coming weeks we'll start up again. But, um, Dude, I loved it. Like it was, it was looking back, the training was probably like the best part because all the laughs, like the conversations, Mm -hmm. like me, you and Adrian would have like before Saturdays, during the runs, after the Whole Foods trips, like the HEB, the chocolate milk, having, being able to drink three Gatorades and not feeling like you're overindulging, like kind of that process of having to fuel up. 
making sandwiches at 4 a.m. and eating them because it's going to affect you on your run. Like, all that preparation is super fun. Um, bummer it wasn't a real race. <laughs> bummer. Yeah, that's that was a bummer. It's annoying. COVID mm-hmm. shut it down. And we know a guy, Ryan, who mm-hmm. signed up for like four or five marathons this year alone, and they all got canceled. Yeah. Which is a bummer. But, I mean – eventually i hopefully to have to talk to get a chance to talk to him on here yeah he uh show me up because his stats are crazy his stats are crazy (laughs) and he he said this is the fastest he's ever been in terms of running and and marathon he's a he's a a beast yeah it's crazy and he's got two kids you know like Mm -hmm. full-time job two kids that's like because adrian's got a full-time job no kids but his full-time job doesn't require him being anywhere at any time he's you know, a contractor. So he can, he can do whatever he can stay the night here a full week and then yeah. still be, you know, on track to make his full salary or whatever he does. You remember but, what Ryan said about his runs? He's like, I tell Lindsay, Lindsay, his wife, it's like, I tell, you know, Lindsay, let's not lets me run, but I'll be there for, you know, when the kids get up. Yeah. I'm like, Bruh, kids yeah. get up early. Kids get up really early. Like so, he's running at like four a.m., ten miles a day, like just stupid amounts and savage. But he's straight savage mode, bro. Yeah, bro. To kind of keep along with your question though, like race got canceled. Me and Adrian decided to do it. You didn't decide to do it. I dropped. Um, but one day you'll, you're gonna end up doing one. I know, a real race. Um. But me and Adrian ran it around here, and then since then I haven't really ran much. Probably ran like four times, right? So did yeah. the, did the unofficial race here in Georgetown was a journey. Bunch of stuff happened during that. Um, like and, what? What do you mean? It's hard. Like the, that's the race itself. Like I kind of gloss over it because the bulk of what's important to me and like what I learned was like the training. But the day of, like, you know is is kind of fun to think back but it's not huge in my mind i think honestly not being a rare race has a big thing to do with it because i think you know how it was supposed to be san antonio we go book a hotel we prep we do all this our family or at least my family sees it your family probably would have came down we have lunch we have you know a big meal we come home and we just kind of talk about it we have photos and didn't happen yeah right everything like my mom did a great job of like making you know, me and Asian feel supported and, and celebrated. But like at the end of the day, I'm, I'm running on the side of the road and, and it's not a race. You know, it's not a real race. And so that was kind of a mental thing. Like after, like after the fact, now I'm thinking about that, but during bro, like it was 36 degrees when it started. Um, and my hands couldn't get warm, something I'd never encountered before. Hands couldn't get warm. Right. And you know this, you got to run, run with a bottle. We run with a bottle. So every five miles we refill so that we don't cramp up in our legs. Um, so that's my goal. Can't do that because my hands are numb. I can't refill my bottle, spill water in my hands. My hands are so in so much pain. Like I need to focus on getting that right, right. with that sacrifice the water. Um, and then I end up having to take a dump at like mile 13. Never happened before. Right. We've ran 18, yeah. 20 mile races. So you had to ditch your underwear, right? 
dude just had no man i had to just clinch bro like the whole time and every you know couple no, that's, miles that's i mean that's what else it's, are you supposed to do real life i mean bro. that's happened to me before but not in a run like that long i'd say bro i've never had to do that so my hands are freezing frozen like hurting not numb i wish they were numb but they weren't um having to take a dump from mile 13 on and then mile 21 cramp up so it's like three things i've encountered two i've never encountered one i have cramping right you know and that's a beast of its own that all happen at the same time um and so that race was just like more so showing more so showing like you know there's a whole thing i talk about just how great the body is and how we can persevere and whatnot but um dude yeah like it's a bummer it wasn't a real race it was fun and i'm glad i did it and i'm proud that i did it um but it's not like something that that like i know there's more like i that's why san diego is a thing like that's why i'm trying to get back in that mindset of june san diego hopefully bro like hopefully covid doesn't shut that down we'll see but um yeah bro like the fitness journey with that bulk of it was during the training the bulk of that like growth which i'm happy you got because that's like you missed the the ribbon at the like the bow at the on top of the present but you got most of it mm. you got like 99 percent of it and we're back again right on cool kind of leaned in for that one so yeah i i stopped at the 20 i did the 20 mile run and then after we found out the marathon was canceled it was on a I was home. It's on Thursday. I was home. I was in Granbury when I. No, no, no. We were moving Thursday, your. We were moving yeah. your grandparents here. We were pulling. Yeah. We were moving your grandparents. We're about to, to have lunch. Georgetown. Yeah. I figured that out, and it was weird, like a weird, like emotional, like type of email, because this company we did, like you know, they're cool. They do a lot of stuff for races, and they put on a lot of events, but they're not good at communication. Like we had no idea what was happening mm -hmm. up until, so we signed up. We didn't hear anything back from them until the race got canceled. What was it? Three I think weeks it was before? three weeks before. Three weeks before the marathon. So I didn't run it. You guys still ran it. But dude, so I don't know about you, but like now I physically feel like I'm in the base, the best shape I've ever been in in my life. Like, by far, I weigh, I weigh, like, I know I don't really care about my weight, but this is the most I've ever weighed in my life, like, consistently. I weigh, like, 198 to 200 pounds. It depends. Morning, it's, like, 197, 198, and then after eating, it's, like, 200. But I'm, like, I feel good, and I feel like I look good. You know, like, you mm -hmm. look at yourself in the mirror, you just, you, you know yourself, and you know when mm -hmm. you look better, and you, you know when you look worse. And so, I'm, like, dude, I've... I feel freaking good. good. Like, and it's because we've been going to these, these heated classes, man. We go to this place called true fusion fitness in South Austin. And it's like a 40 minute drive, but it's worth it because it's like, <laughs> it's, it's high intensity. It's Pilates, it's yoga, it's kettlebells, core, dude. everything about it's, core. Is strong and it's now. super core. Like you, everything you're doing is every, every single type of workout, even the yoga has a little bit of core interweaved into it. And so, mm -hmm. Dude, I, like, I don't know why, but I just feel like this is the strongest and this is the best I've ever looked and connected felt. connected, too. Like, this is getting kind of more deep. But 
Like if you're not, cause like for running, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Right. And you didn't enjoy it as much as I did. Yeah. So if you're not enjoying the thing you're doing, you're probably not going to feel this good after you did the thing you didn't like doing. Right. Like that makes sense. You enjoy. Namaste. Like say that you do a photo shoot, right. Going back on the creative side, like you do a photo shoot. You don't like doing the results could be badass and be like, so dope and people could celebrate it but you don't feel good about it because you didn't enjoy it like you didn't yeah. enjoy that process and that's kind of what i'm starting to see now because mm-hmm. this stuff is fun like true fusion's fun people you know even though people are a little you know to themselves right now because of covid as we should be right we yeah. shouldn't be talking and, and trying to interact with people too much i had um, you tested before you came on so that's good yeah <laughs> okay and uh <laughs> uh, uh <laughs> it's like a team atmosphere in a sense and and you you can look to the left and see you know a woman that um is lifting the same amount of weight as you right and mm-hmm. you're like dang she's a badass like i need to i need to go a little harder and that and you you kind of get inspired by people around you versus you know running is a lot more internal yeah and you know if, if i'm with you then that's like maybe i can we can feed off each other but at a certain point it gets you know, long when you're doing it for, you know, you've surpassed a two hour mark. You're like, okay, I really don't care how he's doing anymore. I'm, like I'm dying or I'm hurting my knee hurts, my leg hurts, whatever. Yeah. It's different. Um, but dude, like, I, I mean, I'm at first when, when you backed out of the marathon, I was bummed. I was pissed well, off. Like it got canceled. I didn't back out. Okay. But. Well, you, when you didn't commit to running the, the unofficial one, yeah, I was like annoyed. Cause I'm like, we did all this training, bro. You, you, you stabbed me in the back with this, 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 and that not seeing past that of like, you don't even enjoy it. You know, I, I think you, I know you could have done it, but you didn't. And so what do you do with that? And now dude, like I'm happier for you in this season because I hear you playing a podcast or playing music and I know you're having a fun time in there and you're doing what makes you happy. Yeah. And I love it. That's, I think that is a big deal. And like why you probably feel better. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, I'd say a little bit, but I'd say also, Besides, like, I remember one run we did where we, it was one of the first or second runs where we went through Austin. Like, we, the the trail was, wasn't long enough for us anymore. The 10-mile lap that the trail was wasn't long enough. And yeah. so we, we went through Austin, through the city. This was at, like, 6 a.m., 5.30, 6 a.m. And cold, you know, concrete. You're going up hills. You're going down hills. It's just all over the place. You're stopping because of the traffic. Mm-hmm. And those do that that day the stop and goes my knee was i've never felt a pain like that in my body and like mm. of course i finished that run but like i just was like i couldn't like it was i don't know how i could have prevented that you know like and i felt like i was running with good form because i was studying because prior to that my knee was kind of hurting and so i researched it like how to run with proper form how do yeah. i stretch how do i get rid of this pain in my knee yeah. And so like, it was just killing me. And like, it was one of those things where like, obviously like you could push through it. I did, but like, I didn't want to, I didn't want to put that much stress on my body for, um, I guess an unofficial race at the end of the day, you know? And like, yeah. plus on top of that, I didn't enjoy it as, as much as I do now. Like yeah. you, you always say you feel like a savage when you run and you try yeah. to turn on that savage mode. Uh-huh. I feel like a savage when I'm like lifting weights, bro. Like I, yeah. like, it's just the strength about yeah. it. Like the force the brutal force that you have to use and in, in all this energy you're expending is like, it's just crazy. Like at the end of our longest and sometimes our best runs, I would really wouldn't feel satisfied. I was like, like, that's cool. But you know, 
I wait, I like, I didn't waste any time. It wasn't any time wasted, but it was like, okay, that's an hour 45 of my day that I'm not getting back, you know, and I don't really feel like strong because of it. I feel like I felt a little skinny. I don't even think I lost that much weight running. Mm -hmm. I lost muscle, but I didn't even lose that much weight because I wasn't my, my nutrition wasn't where it needed to be. And so I wasn't like, Mm -hmm. I was losing weight because I wasn't working out. That was really the only reason. And it had nothing to do with the running at, well, it had everything to do with the running, but it wasn't like any sort of like, it wasn't a positive, Mm. you know, it was a negative thing, especially in my mind. Like my mind was like, yeah, I feel weak. I look weak. I, do you think you ever do, you ever do one? I think I'll do a half. I think I'll do a, I'm not sure if I'll do a half Ironman, but I'll do a half. Um, well, I might do a half Ironman. I might do a half uh, Ironman or the one right below that. It's mm-hmm. called a, like a, the Olympic Ironman where it's just a little bit below the half. Yeah. So I don't know, dude. I don't know. I would like to, but we'll see. And do it. Yeah. <laughs> but nah, nah, you know where I stand on that. Like, I just, I don't know, bro. It's cool though that you feel like a savage doing that. I think everybody has to find what they feel like a savage in, mm. right? Like lifting gets me, it's cool to feel like strong and, and feel that sort of sense of like I'm pushing heavy things and I can like a little bit, but it doesn't. Um, when I guess it gets tough, that that feeling doesn't like motivate me to jump into it. If mm. that makes sense, it doesn't get me out of bed. You can say. Like I get there because it it feels good and I like being, you know, exercising that and, you know, I know it's good for me and this, but like the running, I'm like, I feel like it's more in tune with like how my life is and is going to be like, it's tough and stuff's going to hurt and you're going to cramp up and have to take a a dump halfway through a race and there's no way for you to do that unless you stop and then that's going to, so like for me, I struggle with like pushing through hard things and that's just if a photo is hard it's hard for me to get through it because i'm like like you almost wishing like oh like looking in the past man i wish i would have done this like and, and just oh, like exposed it more or or change the white balance or whatever well like that's not how life is right mm-hmm. you have your products to so do it and so for me when i'm running i'm like okay I may have eaten, you know, too much salsa the night before and I'm burping it up and I feel like crap, but how do you get through it? Because you can't go in the past, right? So push through it, figure out a way, throw up if you have to, burp it up, like, you know, scream in the air, like whatever you got to do, like get through it. And for me, that's where I kind of find like a lesson in it, but I kind of find pride in that of, yeah, like I am a savage. Like I, I can get through this because like, even though the odds are against me, even though like it's almost like impossible for my legs to keep moving without cramping up and tensing up. Like I'm going to keep doing it and kind of give a middle finger to, you know, this like made up thing in my head saying you can't do it. And, um, that's like, I don't know, dude, I'm glad you have that. Like that's, that's dope. Cling. I hope we cling on to it. I hope we keep, you know, me running and you lifting. But at some point I do want to challenge myself and get through like, a lifting program that is not just, you know, an eight week get through something mm. that is a long-term goal of hitting a certain percentage of muscle and body fat and whatever. And I think it's important for us to do that. So I think you'll do a marathon. I think it's something that's in your, you signed up for it at one point and you're going to not be able to escape it. it. It's, you know, we have a long life and you'll be able to do it and I'll do it with you. 
and Adrian will probably do it with you too. But man, like I, I think it's cool though that like, I remember we had a run five mile or after I think you had said you weren't going to run it. And we, we, you know, we did a nice five mile run and, uh, we were like, man, it's like frustrated. I was frustrated. Um, and we were like, but you know, we do know that we'll look past, like look back at it and be like, man, it taught us a bunch. And I, I see that happening. You know what I mean? We were like, you didn't run it for a certain reason, take care of your body and to find something you enjoy. And you're going to be able to teach me about that experience. And I'm going to be able to teach you about running the unofficial and teach you about the things that went bad. And I maybe shouldn't have done this and I should have done it this way. So like the wheels are turning with that. I think it's cool because we are experiencing different things. Like we split and now we're learning independent things and going to be able to teach each other and teach others. Really? I mean, that's, that's like the goal. So for you, <laughs> for, for I'm going to bottle this knowledge up. No, I'm just kidding. And save it. Um, what time is it? 1217. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I think that's it, man. Right on. I think that's it. Appreciate you having me on here, bro. Dude, I appreciate you coming on. I know we're roommates and we're best friends, whatever, but this is, this is a passion of mine that I really love to do. And so it's really cool to get to talk and actually record a conversation. You're good at it. We have these talks, you know, quite often, well, quite often. And so it's cool that other people are going to get to hear it. And as this progresses and as this goes on, of course, I'm going to have you back on and then it's only going to get better. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, keep doing it, bro. Keep yeah. doing the damn thing. Cause I can't wait to look back on it and know that like I was part of like the start, like so soon. Yeah, Pretty bro. Cool. Appreciate excited. it. Well, just, uh, just keep this in mind. Don't tell me what to do and <laughs> we'll see you next time. All right. All right, bro. Thanks, bro. Thank you. <laughs>